0: Blob Talk Radio. Ladies, let's talk with Coach Gina, a weekly radio show for the working woman. We cover topics such as family, life skills, wellness, and business. You can catch us every Wednesday live from 8 o'clock to 8.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. At any time, click on the archives to listen to a previous episode. We are glad you have
1: joined us. Take a deep breath, relax, and enjoy. Here's your host, Coach Gina Brown. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Ladies, let's talk. My name is Gina Brown, your host, and I'm thrilled to have you join us. Tonight we have a great show in store for you. Whether you're listening live or to an archive, welcome to the show. Tonight we have a a great topic, something that you probably don't engage with often, um, but very, very vital and important to not only you personally, but uh, to you financially. So I'm thrilled to uh, introduce our guest this evening, Yvette McDowell. She is a retired assistant city prosecutor for the city of Pasadena, California, and she has a long resume. So I'm going to let her finish her story. Yvette, welcome to the show.
0: Well, thank you, Gina. It's a privilege and a pleasure to be here tonight uh, to talk about this most important topic that uh, seems to be captivating not only America, but around the world at this point in time. So it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you.
1: Thank you. And tonight we're talking about identity theft. Identity theft. And uh, probably 10 years ago when we heard that term, we didn't really understand what that meant, how it impacts you, how do you protect yourself, and all these different things. And quite frankly, 10 years you know, forward like today, we probably still don't fully understand. And so I'm thrilled to have you here to share with us and make us aware of some of the things that we should look look for and how to protect ourselves. So the yeah. first question, yeah. yeah. So if you wanted to share a little bit about yourself and maybe how um, you were able to gain more knowledge in this area, what prompted that?
0: Well, Gina, as you said, um, I'm a retired assistant city prosecutor, and during that time, I got involved with identity theft um, in terms of prosecutions, and that was before it was even called identity theft. You know, we used to do credit card fraud, false impersonation, uh, things of that nature, but didn't know anything about that name, identity theft. And for me, it just became one of those uh, crimes that was really fascinating at how simple it was, but at the same time, how devastating it could be to people because folks didn't know what to do about it. I mean, the courts didn't even know what to do. You know, many times it was always uh, heard that this is a victimless crime. That's the way a lot of judges felt about identity theft early on that, oh, okay, you know, it was just financial, so no big deal. Therefore, judges were very reluctant to give people jail time for committing this crime. So that's how I really got involved and really got interested, and it just really became a passion of mine because I did see the devastation that it would create for people and length of time that it would take someone to try and restore their identity, you know, clean up the mess that someone else has made for them, and maybe not even get caught in doing it. So Mm -hmm. that's uh, my start with it.
1: Well, let me ask you this question. Is there a difference between the term identity theft and credit card fraud?
0: There is a big difference. You know, I think that's probably one of the biggest disservices, that I see happening with identity theft. Uh, When it's identity theft, someone has actually taken over you. I mean, they are now Gina Brown, out operating under your name using your personal identifying information, which could be your social security number, your date of birth. It could be the place you work. It could be a PIN number, anything that personally identifies you. That is considered identity theft by law. Uh, When we talk about credit card fraud, someone will go in, they will uh, use your credit card to do a transaction. And, you know, that really is it. They're not assuming your personality. They're not assuming now I'm Gina operating. They're just simply using your credit card, which credit card companies are going to replace that loss. So, yeah, there is a big difference big difference
1: because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's a big that's a big confusion i think in the marketplace where it's like well what's the difference and and you know how do you protect yourself from one or the other so as yes. it relates to identity theft who in the world is the one out there snooping around wanting to take the identity like i just don't understand who, you know why that's such a big hot button for people
0: you know, it's a hot button because sit, and I'm talking about criminals in particular, they may have a long history of criminal activity, not able to get work or whatever the case may be. And then you have some people that are just prone to criminal activity. And when they find out that it's so simple to assume your identity and at home, at a computer, and do some of the things that they can do, I mean, it's very tempting to people. You know, people fall on hard times. You will find that there are family members that will be the perpetrator uh an identity theft. I used to see a lot of family members come in where one of their relatives has taken on their identity. I'll give you an example of that. A lot of people with traffic-related stops. Uh, would be pulled over by the police, maybe for a minor traffic infraction, and your name is run, and there's a warrant for your arrest. And you're wondering, what is, you know, what's going on here? I didn't do anything. I was never uh, supposed to appear in court. And then you get in court and you find out you've been charged with whatever it is, but there was a failure to appear, therefore a warrant went out after you. And we're trying to figure out what's going on, and there may have been a signature uh, given on that ticket for a promise to appear, and family members have looked at the ticket and said, oh, my God, that's my brother's handwriting. That's my sister's handwriting. So, you know, the perpetrators come in all fashions, believe me. It could be coworkers, like I
1: said, family members,
0: strangers. You just never know.
1: Now, is there a difference in gender in this whole, I don't know what you would call it, epidemic? I don't know. Is there is there a gender thing where there's more men than women or there's no discrimination? No. This is an
0: equal opportunity crime. Um, there is no ethnicity. That's one that's dominant over the other. There is no gender. This really is an equal opportunity crime. And... It doesn't matter. It really does not matter. You can go after anyone and do this. Um, For example, children. Children, a rapid form of identity theft right now. Why? Because their Social Security numbers are clean. And you can get a hold of uh, one of their Social Security numbers and go out and have a field day. Uh, I had a lady actually call me. It's been about six months ago. And she told me that her five-year-old had purchased a home in Arizona. So you think about that. Yes. Yes, you think about that. A five-year-old that has a home in Arizona, you know, I mean,
1: homes Don't they have to run the age of the person? No, they they? don't. That doesn't come up like, hello, the person of this 5 years old with the social number? Nope. They do not run that
0: information. You know, there is no age involved with that. They're looking at a social, you know. But now, remember, you assume this identity through this particular social security number because the five-year-old does not have credit, okay? There is no credit history there uh, at all. So you're going in, like I said, you're putting all your pertinent information in there, your date of birth, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they're running it. You have people who are uh, when it comes down to doing things like that. You have people who are insiders, as we call them, who might be in, in collusion with the individual that has the idea, false identity. Like I said, it, it just, it's rampant. It runs rampant. And the different techniques that people use in getting people involved You'd be amazed at how many people are up for making a quick buck, and will help do things. Mm hmm. So it's very simple. So that's,
1: I am amazed. I'm just like in just shock of how easy it is. And again, the the why, you know, the it's like the audacity, the the you know, you're invading other people's personal, private property, really. Yes, um, Yes, you are. Yes, you are. So we're going to take a quick break, and I want to talk about some of the, what we can do to protect ourselves and how some, some of these pitfalls come about and how we can protect ourselves more. Absolutely. Okay, after these messages.
0: On a day like today... Someone like you will have a stroke. If you're lucky, you or someone around you will know the signs of stroke. You may experience sudden loss of strength or numbness in the face, arm or leg, trouble speaking or understanding, vision problems, headache or dizziness. You'll know it's a stroke. Call 911 and get immediate help. Then you can let other people know the signs of stroke. A message from the Heart and Stroke Foundation. Learn
1: more at heartandstroke.ca. Do you have a hard time getting your marketing message out there? When you give incentives to your buyer, it makes working with you easier. Eight out of ten women entrepreneurs are troubled by lack of reach and exposure. Advertise on Ladies Let's Talk. Go to coachGina.com. That's Coach, J-E-A-N-N-A.com to get your introductory special. Be heard and be seen. CoachGena.com. We are back. We have a guest tonight, Yvette McDowell, attorney, and we are talking about identity theft. And she's sharing with us best practices on how to protect ourselves and a little bit of the why, you know, this information gets taken in the first place. Welcome again to the show. Appreciate you.
0: Absolutely, Gina. You know, one of the things that I want to let uh, your listeners know is that identity theft is not just about credit cards. It's not just about money. Uh, Identity theft expands itself. Where We're talking about criminal activity, your character being taken and criminalized. We're talking about your Social Security number being compromised. Uh, For example, people working under your Social Security number, and guess who's going to be stuck with those taxes? You are going to be stuck with those taxes. When you get that letter in the mail from the IRS saying that you owe X number of thousands of dollars in back taxes, which includes that penalty and interest, we're talking about your medical identity being taken. Uh, I know a story of a young lady who had lost her driver's license someone walked into the hospital and presented themselves as her had a baby and that baby tested positive for drugs authorities mm. showed up at the lady's home who had lost her driver's license and she had four children already but the police showed up with children's services calling her an unfit mother ready to move remove this lady's children from her because a baby tested positive for drugs and turns out this lady hadn't had a baby in years i mean in years but because someone walked into the hospital with her driver's license was they were able to link that driver's license number with all of her medical records and the person had this baby using her medical information
1: Wow. So what happened? She didn't even have a baby. So then who do they go looking for?
0: They're not going to look for anyone because they don't know who to look for. First of all, it's not as if they've taken the lady's fingerprints when she came in to have a baby. (laughs) You know, I, I mean, so who are they going to look for? You know, this baby is gone. This lady is gone. But this this woman, the victim in this matter, she was stuck with, first of all, trying to prove that it wasn't her that had the baby. And you think about all of the different HIPAA laws and the privacy laws and what have you. It's not mm-hmm. that simple because there are certain information that the hospital can't release because of HIPAA, things of that nature. So this woman is sitting there trying to figure out how am I going to clear my name um, she gets a, uh, an insurance bill for copay that was about $10,000. And now, again, she's got to go through proving that this was not her. So these are the kind of things that people are stuck with, you know, trying to clear up. And this could be something relatively simple or it could be something that will take months to clear up. So, Mm -hmm. you know, these are real stories. You know, we're we're talking medical. Uh, Yes, credit cards, um, they're in the loop as well. But credit cards account for less than 17% of identity theft. Yeah, less than 17% of identity theft involves credit cards. But what do you hear on the news, on television all the time? They're talking about credit cards. Exactly, which is a So what are the other
1: examples, the medical, the medical uh, facilities, and what are what's another good example?
0: You, you have, okay, let's say your character and criminal, okay, when somebody is committing crimes in your name, which who knows how long that could take, uh, because you will more than likely be arrested, put in custody. You're going to have to hire an attorney to help you get out of it. You're going to have to prove that it wasn't you doing these things. So you may wind up spending a lot of money to clear yourself with that. Okay, then you have, again, your Social Security um, employment fraud where you may have multiple people working under your Social Security number because Social Security numbers are very, very easy to get on the black market. I I mean, they sell these things like, uh, like you wouldn't believe. You can go in and pay... X number of dollars, you can get a social security number, you can get a driver's license number, you can get all kind of things on the black market. And once you get that stuff and you put your picture on it, then boom. You know, you can get out there and sell that social security number over and over and over. And people can be working in your name, California, Texas, Arizona, wherever the case may be, they may be working in your name. But again, Who's going to get the tax bill? You're going to get it. So we have that. Then again, our medical identity. You know, that's another area that we have to deal with. Uh, Our credit cards. Again, that's another area. Then we have our driver's license fraud, which is huge. Um, You know, there have been reports of insider jobs where those working inside the DMV have been given out, uh, been getting out rather, uh driver's license to people coming in with fake IDs. Uh there are some that have been busted, uh, working on the inside, taking let's say a hundred bucks per driver's license that they give out, two hundred dollars per driver's license that they give out. So you
1: have a lot of
0: factors with that, you know, and then you have your child identity theft. Again, being that a child's social security number is clean, Victims will have a field day with that. Uh, You have situations where dead people have even been brought back to life. You know, AARP did a big article, and they um, had tabulated about 400,000 dead people, and this was in 2013, I believe, had opened up bank accounts. 400,000 dead people had opened up bank accounts. And that's very simple to do as well. Go out to a cemetery and you look at their headstone or, or whatever's in the ground and what's on there. Their name is on there, their date of sunrise, which is their birth date, you know, their date of sunset. So you can figure out the exact birthday. You take that information. You can go down to the Hall of Records and do some of the things that people do. And now you can assume the identity of someone who's dead, and go along and, and do things. You know, I know people that have did this kind of stuff.
1: That is just just inhumane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what can we do? What are we What are we supposed to do to protect ourselves? Oh my gosh.
0: Well, you know, the first thing I will say is that anyone says that there is a foolproof method in preventing identity theft, you better walk away, run away, because there is no 100% foolproof method for preventing identity theft. This is a crime where you have to be proactive, and when I say proactive, that means, you have to take the necessary steps. First of all, you want to get your credit monitored. Uh, That's a big thing in getting that monitored, because if somebody is going to access your credit, and you want to be notified that someone has tapped into your credit, and I'll give you an example of that. I uh, was doing some home improvement, and had um, authorized some work to be done, so folks ran my credit and everything. And because I have uh, a credit monitoring service that I use, I got an email alert that someone was accessing my credit, and I had forgot totally forgotten about who I authorized. And so I logged in online, checked out who it was because they gave the exact name, phone number, address everything of who was looking into my credit. So the first thing I did, I didn't recognize this company. So I got on the phone with them and you know, I told them that, hey, you guys are running my credit and I want to know why. And long story short, it turns out that it was a GE Capital who had changed their name And after we went through a series of security questions and what have you, they asked me if I knew this particular company, had authorized some work, and, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I did that. But just think, if that would have been someone else and I would not have had that alert, someone could have been having a field day improving their property at my expense. And I wouldn't have been none the wiser until I would have maybe gotten a collection notice or something. Yeah, a year
1: later or something.
0: Exactly, later. So credit monitoring is huge in doing that. You know, you want to know what's on your credit report. That is critical as well. Um, You can get copies of your credit report. Um, Annualcreditreport.com will give a free copy. You need to see what all the credit repositories have on you, Experian, Equifax, TransUnion. You want to know what all of the things on your credit report is saying because there may be things on there that don't belong to you, and you want to figure out what that is. And then I would say the last thing for me is you want to have your credit monitoring service done with a company that is not only reputable but offers the most comprehensive form of coverage there is, and that is having someone do identity theft restoration. And what do I mean by restoration? You want to have people who are experts in this industry be able to work with you hand-in-hand until your credit is brought back to the position it was before you became a victim. Uh, you will have companies out there that say they do, uh, not restoration, but they will do the notification.
1: And I'll give Mm -hmm. you an
0: example. I always like to use this analogy. Uh, Your house is on fire, for example. And you get that phone call from one of these monitoring companies, and they say, you know what, Uh, Ms. Gina Brown, Uh, We're calling to notify you that your house is on fire. Now, you're expecting them, okay, come out and put out the fire. All they do is notify you when something goes on. They said, well, we can give you some instructions and tell you what you might need to do. We can even tell you the type of hose that you want to use to do it. Then on the other hand, when you have a company that does complete identity theft restoration, you're going to actually have the fire department come out and put your fire out, which is what you want. You don't want to be notified of it. You want somebody <laughs> exactly. there to your do the work Exactly, your house is burning down you.
1: and you just, exactly. it's just like, oh, okay. I just want you to be aware that uh, you're burning and good luck with that.
0: <laughs> exactly. And that's what separates a lot of these companies who, you know, talk about now they've jumped on the bandwagon saying that, oh, yeah, we offer identity theft protection what have you. Yeah, you are going to notify me, but when it comes down to actually helping me to resolve this issue, what are you going to do for me? And chances are you're going to get a packet in the mail, a thick packet uh, of things that you're going to have to fill out, and you're going to have to do the legwork. I mean, you are going to literally have to do the legwork. You will not have someone who is holding your hand doing a brunt of that work for you. You're going to have to do it. And I'll tell you something, it is not going to be pleasant with you trying to cover it up. Right, right. It's not going to happen that way. You know, you're going to do it. So that's why I said you want to ask a company that does complete identity theft restoration.
1: That's great. That's a good tip. Man. So, who how do people work with you? Do you help um, they, them solve these problems or uh direct them how to do-
0: Absolutely. Um they can reach me at area code six two four eight three four one five one. 4151 and I will get them uh, connected with the right company that they need in order to get the proper protection that they need because this crime is not going anywhere. As a matter of fact, according to the Federal Trade Commission, identity theft for the 14th year, now going into the 15th year, this is the number one white-collar consumer crime. And it's only wow. getting worse. You can you can uh, log on every day, turn on the news every day. There is a big breach. There's a, a hack that's gone on over here. This is not going to get any better. Uh, as a matter of fact, when you talk about identity theft prosecutions, 2%, 2% of identity theft is actually prosecuted.
1: Wow. 2%. That's not very high. <laughs> That's not very encouraging either. No, it's not encouraging. So they can't find the people?
0: No, uh, they cannot find the people. I mean, not when I can get out and sit at home and do what needs to be done and never get caught with that. They simply don't do it. Uh, I mean, 2%. This is what we're talking about. With prosecution, Mm -hmm. that's why people must be proactive Mm -hmm. in doing what needs to be done with this. You must be proactive. I talk to people all the time, daily. Well, I'm not going to worry about it. Well, nobody wants my credit. Yeah, you will see just how worried you will be when somebody takes your social security number and they start working all these different jobs or they're out buying cars or they're out buying this or that, and the bill is going to come to you. so exactly. you know, I, I, Yeah, so I encourage people you, to stop with that mentality.
1: Yes. Well, you've been great. We've run out of time. Again, this is Yvette McDowell. If you want to work with her, reach her at 626 Four eight three four one five one. Thanks again for being on the show. We truly enjoyed your information, ladies. Let's talk every Wednesday, eight p.m. Pacific time. And uh, remember to share the link. Your friends will be blessed. Remember to smile. It is good for the soul. Have a great week. See you next Wednesday.
0: Thank you, Gina.